of you probably in here are already filled with the Holy Spirit. That's wonderful, and that is awesome. So tonight, what we're going to be sharing will be like a refresher in why we need to speak in other tongues. And we're going to talk about who our Heavenly Helper is and what He does in our lives. Could any of you in here stand to hear a little bit more about the Holy Spirit? How about getting just stirred up in our hearts about what He does for us and who He is? Amen? You know, when Jesus was here physically on this earth, and when He was getting ready to leave, He said to His disciples that, you know, I'm going to go away, but I am going to leave. I'm going to send someone who will be with you. He wanted them to have a helper. I like to refer to the Holy Spirit as our heavenly helper. So kind of as a jumping off place tonight, let's start over in the book of John. John chapter 14 and verse 16. There's so much in the book of John about the work, the person of the Holy Spirit Let's just reference just this verse tonight as we begin. John 14, 16 in the Amplified. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another... Let's read these words together. Another what? Comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby that He may remain with you forever. Anyone in here ever needed a comforter? Have you ever gone through a time of sorrow and sadness and you needed a comforter? You needed someone from heaven to just surround you with God's love, God's peace and comfort. Well, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. How about a counselor? Have you ever been in a situation where you needed some wisdom? You didn't know what to do. You needed answers that were beyond this world. If any of you lack wisdom, let him do what? Let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally. And when we ask of him, the way that it is imparted into our spirit many times is through the Holy Spirit giving us counsel, giving us that enlightenment. How about an intercessor, an advocate? Isn't it good to know that we have someone that is interceding for us, someone that is taking our place, that's standing before the Father on our behalf, a standby, a strengthener. I'm so glad that we have heaven's help. We have someone to give us strength when we feel weak. So tonight we're going to look at some benefits of speaking in other tongues. Now keep in mind that even though you may have been filled with the Holy Spirit at one time and spoke in tongues, which if if you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, yay, that's awesome. But it is not a one-time experience. We have a one-time initial infilling, but we need to have continuous refillings of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It took faith to get filled with the Holy Spirit initially, just like it takes faith to get born again. But it also takes an effort to stay full, to keep drinking water. You got, if you want to stay full of water, you got to keep drinking water. So I might be a little thirsty right now, so I'm going to take a drink of water. 
But I can guarantee you before this night is over, I'm going to take another drink of water. And that's the way that we should look at being filled and staying full of the Holy Spirit. If we want to stay hydrated, which is a good thing, we got to drink lots of water in the natural. And if you want to stay hydrated spiritually, you got to keep drinking in. Of the Spirit of God, you have to have continual infillings and refreshing. The things that we deal with out in the world, even though you might leave here tonight full, and I believe everybody will, tomorrow you may face things that are going to cause that fullness to leak. It's going to try to drain out of you. So you need to go in your car as you're driving home and lift up, hold, well, don't lift up hands while you're driving. In your heart. <laughs> Keep your hands on the wheel, your eyes on the road. But you can pray in tongues while you're driving. Amen. Then when you get home, lift up your holy hands. Amen. (laughs) Good thing to stay full. Now, there was a man of God, Howard Carter. You may have heard of him. He was the general superintendent for the Assemblies of God in Great Britain for many years. He was also the founder of the first Pentecostal Bible school. He said this about being filled with the Spirit. We must not forget that speaking with other tongues is not only the initial evidence of the Holy Spirit's infilling, but it should be a continual experience for the rest of one's life. Speaking in tongues is a flowing stream which should never dry up and will enrich your life spiritually. How many can agree with that? Has your life been enriched spiritually? Have you grown? Have you been edified because you speak in tongues? Hallelujah. Of course, the Apostle Paul, he was from the South. He said, I speak in tongues more than y'all. And he prayed in tongues a lot. And he lets us see the value and the importance of edifying ourselves by speaking in other tongues. Perhaps there's someone here tonight that has not yet been filled. You can be Tonight, or we're just laying the groundwork. You can come back next week and have Brother Donnie lay hands on you. But we want to look over at the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost found in Acts chapter 2. This was when Jesus had told the 120 to go and to tarry and to wait until they'd be endued with power from on high. And here we find in Acts 2 beginning in verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Unity's important, isn't it? If we want to have the power of God in full manifestation, if we want the glory of God in our midst like we have here, then we need to have unity. Unity brings God on the scene. So they were in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from a sound from you know right there establishes the fact that being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues is from heaven. There's been small wars that have been fought in religious circles over whether speaking in tongues is of the devil or not. Have any of you ever heard that? I heard it growing up as a kid. Oh, speaking in tongues is of the devil. I don't think so. This sound, when they were initially filled, didn't come from hell. It came from heaven. And if speaking in other tongues 
was something of the devil and was from hell, then how come all of the worst criminals in the world aren't speaking in tongues? They're full of everything else that the devil has. No, it's from heaven. He's our heavenly helper. So suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Woo! It's awesome for us to get filled with the Holy Spirit. But I believe that we're on the verge of, of days when the whole house, the whole house, The church corporately is going to be sat on. The church corporately is going to just be filled to overflowing with the power and the presence of God. Hallelujah. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let me just ask you a question here. Who did the speaking? They did. And a lot of people that are coming to receive, they get mixed up here. They think the Holy Spirit is going to do the speaking. No, they did the speaking as He, the Holy Spirit, gave them the utterance. But if they had been sitting there with their mouth, you can't, I'm not going to open my mouth. If I ever speak in tongues, it'll be the Holy Spirit. He's going to have to pry my jaws loose and make my tongue move. No, we have to yield, open our mouth. And another thing about speaking in tongues, You can't speak in tongues, unless you're a ventriloquist or something, without opening your mouth. They spoke in tongues. They yielded to the Holy Spirit as He gave them utterance. Amen? So if you're here tonight and you're a candidate, keep that in mind. I mean, I grew up in a denomination where people tarried and tarried and tarried and tarried and tarried and tarried tarried for the Holy Spirit. And it was kind of an understood thing. Was it like that where you grew up to after midnight? Nobody got filled before midnight. You know what I mean? You just got to get them worn down for three or four hours. And then maybe they'll be able to yield. But no, they doesn't say they were, you know, they had to wait that first time because it was an appointed time. It was a moed. It was the day. It was the feast of Pentecost. But there's nothing in the Word now that says we got to wait and wait and wait. We got to yield and yield and yield. Just yield. And He will fill us. Amen? Amen. So we want to look at some benefits tonight. That was all introduction. It was pretty good though, wasn't it? We want to look at some benefits tonight. And these are in no particular order or I mixed it up a little bit. I taught this a couple of years ago. I know it's going to come out differently and we have a, are emphasizing a few different ones tonight. So the first benefit that we want to talk about tonight is that being filled with the Holy Spirit helps bring our tongue under subjection. Thank God it's right. Have you ever wondered, I know I have, have you ever wondered 
why the initial evidence that we just read about here on the day of Pentecost, the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit, why was it, why is it speaking in other tongues? Why couldn't it have been something a little bit more dramatic? Why couldn't it have been supernatural running? I mean, just running like Elijah did and outrunning the king's chariot. That'd been cool. How about, why couldn't it have been singing like an angel? I would have enjoyed that. No. It was and it is speaking in other tongues. Why do you think that is the initial evidence? Well, you know, I have my opinion based upon the Word of God. And I believe it's this. It's because the tongue is the most unruly member in our body. And if we can yield our tongue to him, he's got us. He's got us. It's the most unruly member. And we'll back that up by scripture. Speaking in tongues helps bring your tongue under subjection. I told you I was going to have another drink. Here we go. Stay hydrated. Keep drinking. Let's look over at James chapter 3. <laughs> there. Yeah, we might just keep drinking tonight till that water turns into a Holy Ghost wine. Keep that. <laughs> James chapter 3 verse 5. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a fire, a little, uh, uh, how great, even so... Okay, where am I? See how great a force a little fire kindles. I'll read out of my notes. That makes me up. And the tongue is a fire, verse 6, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body, sets on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire by hell. Every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. Now, this is very interesting, verse 8. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, we could read that and get really discouraged. Oh, I knew it. There's no help for me. My mouth is just going to constantly get me in trouble. But that is not the case. He said no man can tame it, but God can. And getting filled with the Holy Ghost can. That's why when we speak in tongues, it helps to bring our tongue into subjection. I think that's a good benefit. I think that's a good reason to speak in tongues. It is an unruly member and it will get us in trouble. Now, most of the time, if you're walking down the street, come here, Lenny, let's see, we're walking down the street and all of a sudden she's got on her cute little cowboy boots and all of a sudden, come here, Sue. You go on the other side. We're walking down the street and you just all of a sudden have this urge just to kick your sister. Or just to slap your sister. (laughs) Well, they might do it because they're sisters. But normally, normally when we're walking down the street, we don't just walk up to somebody and kick them or slap them because our hands and our feet are normally under somewhat of control, especially if you don't like them. 
<laughs> you still try to keep it under control. But you're walking down the street, and do you, are you ever tempted to say, Pastor Brenda, you don't know what my sister did. You, I, you can't believe what she said. You can't believe. Are you ever tempted to do that? Yeah. Or, you know, even better, let me tell you what Lester did. <laughs> Let's talk about my brother. Should we talk about your brother? Yeah. Is that right? You girls can sit down. Your feet, your hands are not unruly members normally. You're not going to want to kick somebody or slap somebody. But, ooh, somebody brings up some gossip. Let's talk about Lester. Let's talk about Pastor Tom. And your tongue will just want to yield, just want to get involved, gossip. What was that thing on Hee Haw? Well, I, I'm not one to go around spreading rumors. <laughs> so you got to, I'm not going to repeat it. You got to listen first the close time, first, listen close the first time, something like that, you know, because I'm not going to spread it. I'm only going to tell you once. That's still repeating gossip. And our tongue wants to do that. For sure. It said, no man can tame the tongue, but God can. I know there's been many times that I've been tempted to talk about some of you all. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not pointing fingers. And you know what pastor will say? Say it in tongues. Because you know what? When you say it in tongues, you're not cursing people. When you say it in tongues, out of our mouth is not going to come something that's going to be bad. Because the Holy Spirit, He hears what the Father says. And He gives us that divine utterance. Well, so when you see somebody behaving immature or see somebody getting in strife or doing something and you just want to go off and just talk about what they're doing, just go in the name of Jesus. You know that John and Danielle? They're a blessing. (laughs) Say it in tongues because you're going to bless them. You're going to bring edification. Don't let your tongue say everything that it wants to say. Speak it in tongues. Amen? I don't know where all of that came from. Let's see here. I better... When we yield our tongue to the Holy Spirit and we speak in other tongues, we're taking a giant step. Toward yielding all of ourselves to Him. Yielding to Him. Don't we want to yield all of our members as righteousness unto Him? Start with your mouth. And the other thing about speaking in tongues, it doesn't come from your head. Later on, not tonight, but another session, we may talk about how the Holy Spirit is our helper in prayer. When we pray in the Spirit... He is helping us to speak out the will, the plan of the Father. Praying in the Spirit doesn't come from our head or from our thinking. 
That's a wonderful benefit. It helps keep our tongue in control and it helps us pray the perfect will of the Father. Because we can look at a person's life and we can get this attitude, well, they need to do this, they need to straighten up over there, they need to quit doing this and get all this stuff and our own agenda and our own thinking about what needs to change and happen in that situation. But when we say, okay, I'm not going to go that way. I'm not going to pray out of my emotions. I'm not going to pray out of the mental realm. I'm going to draw deep. I'm going to let my tongue be like a bucket and go right down in here in my spirit and praying in the Holy Spirit and drawing up divine, divine. Everybody say divine. Divine utterance that produces divine results. Is that what we want? Praying in the Spirit. Speaking in other tongues. We all need tongue control. There's a whole lot of discussion about gun control. And I'm not going to go there. Whatever you think, you just think that. But, you know, there's been a lot more people killed and damaged with tongues than they have with guns. Tongue control saves lives. Tongue control stops strife. Tongue control keeps people healed and healthy. Tongue control saves marriages. How many marriages have ended in divorce because people's words have created the atmosphere of strife and division. Thank God for praying in the Holy Spirit, helping to keep our tongue in subjection. Can you handle another couple of benefits? How about this one? Praying in the Spirit keeps our spirit strong. How many of you want to be strong? On the inside. We read in John chapter 14. That's one of his names. He is our strengthener. Hallelujah. Praying in the spirit is a spiritual exercise. And the benefit is that it helps to develop and to keep your inner man strong. Hallelujah. Keep your spirit man in shape. Praying in the Spirit is like taking a really good dose of vitamins or, or drinking a power drink. Or, or some of you, if you're as old as I am, how many of you remember Popeye? Popeye. What did he need when he faced Brutus? Brutus was still in olive oil. You know, when you see olive oil, maybe he should have let him have her. But he just, he was in love with olive oil. Love is blind. So Popeye. When Brutus would come to get his woman, what would he do? He'd open up a can of spinach and he'd eat it and all of a sudden, kind of like I look. Can't you just see? No, no, no. Those muscles would pop out. It would make him strong. Well, praying in the Spirit will make you strong. It will cause you to be equal to anything and everything that the enemy brings against our life. God, the devil cannot defeat a strong believer. Hallelujah. When you pray in tongues, you get good shape. Good shape spiritually. 
You can run a marathon. You can lift weights in the realm of the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, when our condition, our spiritual condition is strong, guess what's going to happen? When you're strong on the inside, you will be in tune. You're going to be more alert and more aware. You're going to be able to hear more clearly and to pick up those Holy Ghost cues. When you're weak, even when you're weak physically, there's certain things that you can't do. If you're weak and you're sick physically, you maybe can't go run that marathon or, or go lift those 30-pound weights or whatever. But when you are strong physically, you can do things that other people that are weak can't do. It's the same in the realm of the Spirit. When we are weak, we're going to go to heaven. We just might get there a lot sooner than we wanted to because the attacks of the devil are going to take you out. But when you're strong, hallelujah, strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, you're able to resist the attacks of the enemy. Amen? I like this verse over in Ephesians chapter 3 in verse 16. This gives us a name for the Holy Spirit, I believe, too. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be what? To be what? Strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Praying in the Holy Ghost will cause might to come upon you. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of might. Hallelujah. How many of you want to be mighty? How many of you want to do exploits in His name? Hallelujah. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Our heavenly helper is not weak. He's the spirit of might. He wants to give you supernatural power, supernatural wisdom, supernatural insight, supernatural ability. If you're tempted to feel weak and uncertain about something. You ought to see yourself going into a spiritual phone booth. Y'all know what a phone booth is, right? There's not very many around anymore. You remember back in the old days when we had to stop in a pay phone, there was a phone booth? Way back. See yourself like Clark Kent, okay? I might feel like a nerd right now. He looked like a nerd. I might feel like a nerd. I might feel awkward. I might feel uncertain. I might feel weak. But all I got to do is step into that phone booth and I'm going to turn into Superman. What's the phone booth? The phone booth is in his presence, praying in the Holy Ghost. Building yourself up on your most holy faith will change you into another person. Hallelujah. Remember on the day of Pentecost when they got filled with the Holy Spirit that Peter, who had been the denier, he all of a sudden was changed into another person. I would say that he went from being weak spiritually. He went from that place where he couldn't even stand up to a little girl and say that he knew the Lord. That's weak. But at one instant, being filled with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden he stood up before 3,000 people and began to preach the gospel. He was strengthened. And so will you be. Get filled and stay filled with the Holy Spirit.
Of course we know that we have to stay full of the Word. The Word of God gives us strength, and we're not going to talk about that tonight. This is a Word church. But we, I am submitting to you that the Word and the Spirit are the power twins. It's a powerful combo plate. The Word and the Spirit agree. We need both. we got to have the Word. Of course we have to have the Word. But if you have all Word, you're going to dry up. We need the Word and the Spirit. We don't just have Spirit here. If you have only the Spirit, you're going to blow up. But when you got both, hallelujah, we're going to grow up, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Grow up and go up in the things of God. Amen. Now, one last benefit we'll talk about tonight, because we're going to spend some time praying, is this. Praying in the Spirit brings us spiritual edification. Spiritual edification. There's a verse in the book of Jude. There's only one chapter in Jude. But verse 20 in the Amplified. Let's read that together. Look over there. Let's, I, let's read this together. But you, beloved, build yourselves up. Founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice. Higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Let's look at this a little bit here and break this down. Build yourself up. How? We are the ones who have to pray. Some lady told a minister one time, well, since I found out that the Holy Spirit prays, I don't do any more praying anymore. He does it for me. No. We yield. He prays through us. You build yourself up. On your most holy faith, by you praying in the Holy Spirit. He's our helper, but he's not going to do it for us. we got to yield to him. Amen? You know that, that phrase there, build up, literally means to stimulate. Pastor was sharing this with me yesterday. What does stimulate mean? To invigorate, to activate. You want your spirit to be activated. You want your spirit to be invigorated. I got to thinking about this. Stimulant. What is a stimulant? Caffeine is a stimulant. I drank some this afternoon. Can you tell? (laughs) Wasn't coffee. It was a Dr. Pepper in case you're wondering. But caffeine, it's a stimulant. It wakes you up. It makes you more alert. Some of you could use some right now. What is it that pastor says? Double espresso on aisle whatever there. Might want to consider just a little caffeine before you come to church. Anyhow. So that's what caffeine does to our natural body. It stimulates us, right? But praying in the Holy Spirit stimulates your spirit. Hallelujah. Invigorates your inner man activates your spirit. How do you activate something? You know, we have all these gadgets now. iPhones, iPads, all of these things. But how do you activate them? You've got to turn them on. And if the battery's dead, you've got to plug it in. Plug in that to the power source. Hallelujah. You've got to push the start button. That's what we do when we're praying in spirit. We're plugging in. We're activating We're stirring up. And then he goes on to say, if we do this, this is what's going to be the result. We're going to rise like an edifice. Higher and higher. 
not that person, that verse, higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Spirit, it raises us up. It lifts us up to a higher place. I don't know if you've ever had this uh, occasion of people's stuff, people's issues, people's problems, trying to weigh you down, tempted to take the cares of what some people are going through or they did this or they did that. Maybe your kids. It's, it's hard when your kids are facing difficulties and they, all that tries to come on you. And what happens when you take the care of a situation? Weighs you down. You feel lower and lower and lower. Have you ever seen a person who's extremely depressed? They're not walking around like this. They're walking around like this. So heavy, so down, they can't even look up. But you know what happens when you pray in the Holy Spirit? Raises you up. Lifts you up. I've discovered that when I'm tempted to take the care of situations. Okay, first of all, I'm casting this care over upon you, Lord. And now I'm going to say it in tongues. I'm going to speak over this situation in tongues. And it's just like a something flying off of me. I just start feeling that care just fly off of me, that weight lifting off of me. That's what praying in the Holy Spirit will do for us. It edifies us. It causes us to be raised up to another realm in Him. And guess what? The higher that we go in Him, the smaller the problem will become. I like to liken it to taking off in a jet. You know, you might be going to go on a trip. I'm going to go on a trip this Wednesday. And I like it when you, when you take off in a jet and as you look out the window, you can, you can see things, objects there. But the higher you go, the smaller they get. And that's how it is with the presence of God. The higher we go into Him, the smaller those gigantic cares and issues and problems will become. Because in comparison to God, what's a PG&E bill? In comparison to God, what's a disease? Go higher in Him. Let Him get bigger. And those other things will get smaller in comparison. I exhort you, spend much time praying in the Holy Spirit. Then the Apostle Paul, we'll look at one more scripture. The Apostle Paul said this over in the book of Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 14, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. He said this. We're talking about this benefit of speaking in tongues is for spiritual edification. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. So people sometimes, well, what's, why do we need to speak in tongues? Right here is a good reason. Do you want your inner man to be edified? You want your inner man to be built up? And if somebody's like, well, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what you're saying. The reply is, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God. And I am edifying myself. 
Now, in a public assembly, you know, if there's going to be a, a word given from the platform and then a prophecy, then the whole church will be edified. A prophecy is where it's given out where everybody can understand it. But this is talking about praying in tongues for our own personal edification. Most scholars will agree that that word edified there should have been charge. Charge. He who speaks in an unknown tongue charges himself up. What do you think of when we say charge something up? Well, we think about a battery. Has anyone in here besides me, and thank God now I have a car where the lights automatically go off, but has anyone in here ever left the lights on in your car? I got some witnesses in here. It's a bad feeling when you go to turn on the car. Oops. The battery is drained. The battery is dead. And if that's the case, what do we have to do? We have to charge the battery. Get the jumper cables, or in our case, we'll probably call AAA or call George or call somebody because, you know, that's all we'll say about that. We don't do it ourselves. But we have to get help to charge the battery, right? So the car will turn on again. And it's the same in the realm of the Spirit. We can be walking around with a dead battery. And we need to hook up to the Holy Ghost power and charge, charge our inner man. Build up our inner man on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, I like this paraphrase of 1 Corinthians 14, 4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue builds and charges himself up like a battery. Y'all know what it's like to have to charge a battery. We'll see that same thing with your inner man. It's like a battery, and it needs constant charging. It needs constant infilling and refilling. If you've got a car that the battery is dead and you want to go somewhere, guess what? You're stuck at home until you can get that dead battery charged. Too many Christians... Their battery is dead. They love God, but they're stuck. Stuck because their battery doesn't have enough spark to take them across the street. Spiritually, they're just dead. There's no life left in their battery. They're born again. They love Jesus, but they're not making progress. If your battery is charged in your car... You're going to get to your desired destination. If your inner man is charged up by speaking in tongues, by being full of the Word of God, you're going to get to where God wants you to go. God's got some places for you to go. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose for every single person under the sound of my voice. And some people are like, well, if he does, why am I not there? If he's got this awesome thing in mind for me, why am I not walking in it? Check your battery. Your battery might be dead. And you can't get to that destination on empty. If you don't have gas in your car, you can't get there if your battery is dead. So tonight what we want to do, 
Again, I'm assuming most of you here are filled with the Holy Spirit. We have a little bit of time left here. So I just have in my heart that we need to spend some time praying in the Spirit. Just charging up our battery. This morning, Pastor did an awesome message on hearing, seeing, and doing. Hearing, seeing, and doing. And we saw that principle from the Word of God. Did you know that praying in the Spirit will keep your your spirit man in tune? So you can hear clearly. You can see accurately. And then you can act upon what He's put in your heart to do. So is everybody good tonight? We'll spend a few moments just praying in the Spirit. Let's all stand. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Now, if you are here, of course, and uh, you've not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit, you're not born again, and, and, you know, you just feel you're on go and you're ready to receive tonight, we'll be so glad to pray for you. But we do have some books also. If you, if you or someone that you know needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we want to give you...